0: As a pre-teen, I devoured books from a historical fiction series. Each book had the exact same plot. A strong female character lived through a natural disaster and had to choose between two contenders for her love. For example, Darcy lived through the Galveston hurricane of September in 1900. Julie Morse coded her way through the great Chicago fire of 1871 and was torn between charming Dylan O'Kelly and serious Samuel Harper. Nora, my favorite, saw the San Francisco earthquake of 1906 destroy her city, but not her dreams. Nora rescues and falls for a handsome stranger who has amnesia and may be a bank robber. (laughs) All of these books featured resourceful and risk-taking women determined not only to survive historically challenging moments, but to find enduring love along the way. The Bible has one book to satisfy readers with a taste for historical fiction and romance, the Book of Ruth. Ruth was written late in the 6th century before Christ, when some Israelites were returning to Jerusalem after their expulsion by the Babylonian Empire. But Ruth's story takes place in the era of Judges, so that would be over 1,000 years before Christ, a few generations before King David. This 500-year gap between when the book of Ruth was written and when it is set means that we find it in different places in the Jewish and Christian Bibles. So the Jewish scriptures group Ruth with later writings like Song of Songs, Esther, and Daniel. But Christian Bibles squeeze Ruth in between the book of Judges and 1 Samuel, books about the historical periods when Ruth's story takes place. Ruth is an odd fit with those books. The book of Ruth is short, it's peaceful, and it's about unequivocally good Despite where we find the book of Ruth in our Bibles, we should recognize it for what it is. It's a beautiful story about how one foreign woman became integral to the people who counted themselves as citizens of God's kingdom. And it's a story written in a time when other members of that kingdom advocated returning to Israel separating families formed during exile, and sending wives and children back to where they came from. Our first reading today tells the end of Ruth's story, but here's how it began. An Israelite woman named Naomi had a husband and two sons. When famine came to Israel, Naomi and her family migrated to the land of Moab. Moabites were long-standing enemies of Israelites. According to the book of Genesis, Moabites descended from Lot and his daughters, escapees from Sodom and Gomorrah. King David made deals with the enemy Moabites when battling King Saul for the throne of Israel. But Moab had food for Naomi and her family when Israel didn't. In Moab, Naomi's sons married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other named Ruth. But then Naomi's husband and both of her sons die, and she decides to return to Israel. She tries to send her daughters-in-law back to their own families, but Ruth the Moabite sticks with Naomi. Back in Israel, Ruth and Naomi survive off the harvested grain left behind by Naomi's distant relative, Boaz. Our reading today picks up the story with Naomi's plan to get Ruth a new husband. Naomi has Ruth wash up, put on some perfume and her best clothes, wait until Boaz is well-fed, and then throw herself at his feet. The plan works. Boaz, the gentleman, takes Ruth into his household. Ruth and Boaz marry and have a son. Naomi's hope of being a grandmother had probably died with her two sons, but now she holds a brand new baby in her arms. The women of the neighborhood name him. They tell Naomi that the love of Ruth was more valuable than seven sons would have been. Our other speakers in the book of Ruth confirm her incalculable value to God's people, When Boaz marries Ruth, the elders and people of Israel say, may the Lord make the woman coming into your house like Rachel and like Leah, who both built the house of Israel. And the last verse of our reading makes Ruth the great grandmother of King David. The story of Ruth is a story written from the better instincts of God's people, people who wanted to number foreign enemies with their own matriarchs, people who would incorporate migrants into their royal families. Not everyone felt this way at the time. A competing view of foreign wives comes from the book of Ezra. The book of Ezra describes the return of the Israelite people from exile and their effort to rebuild the Jerusalem temple and figure out how to live again as the kingdom of God. Some of them Believed that meant dissolving all marriages to foreign wives. At one point, Ezra the priest assembles the people and tells them it's God's will that they separate themselves from their families. Ezra and a group of leaders work methodically through a list of all marriages to foreign women. A group of priests pledge to send away their wives and to make a guilt offering for these marriages. (coughs) Then all the people who had married foreign women sent them away with their children. Now, I might normally ask here for a show of hands. How many people have read this particular part of Ezra versus how many have heard the story of Ruth? But the rector's recent Bible study on Ezra may have screwed our numbers. (laughs) In general, though, I think far more people know or respond to the story of Ruth. Better still, though, is knowing both the perspective from Ezra and the perspective from Ruth, because then we know that we always have to choose, in every historical moment, how we want to live as the kingdom of God. What impresses me most about the story of Ruth is that someone responded to their own brutal moment in history by telling a story about compassion and kindness. Today, Ruth's story invites all of us to to mix remembering who we are with reimagining who we could be. It invites us to choose what kind of kingdom we proclaim. The blurb on the very first book in the historical romance series that I loved says this, with only a silk dress to protect her from the blazing frontier sun Amanda fears she will die on the Oregon Trail. But changing from a spoiled city girl to a strong young woman, Amanda finds drought and death, beauty and joy, and a love that will last forever. May God's kingdom be large enough to give happy endings to many more stories of enduring faith, hope, and love.